This is an encore edition of the Hour of Intercession. by prayer and petition with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 thanks for joining us today this is the hour of intercession I'm Pastor Joseph Parker we invite you to look with us in the gospel of John John chapter 21 beginning at verse 1 after these things Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and in this way he showed himself. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. They, they went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about two hundred cubits, dragging in the net with fish. Then, as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, one hundred and fifty-three, and although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? 
Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then the saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die, but if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Verses 1 through 25, all of John chapter 21. Father, thank you, Lord, for your powerful word. Thank you for the wisdom and grace found in all of your word from Genesis to Revelation. Father, thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and grace and insight found in the gospel of John in unique ways. And thank you for the powerful insight and truths found in John chapter 21. Father, thank you for the privilege of knowing you, being able to walk with you, and thank you for the blessed privilege and opportunity to live a life following you one day at a time. Anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace that would give us the wisdom to follow you faithfully, passionately, and fully with our whole lives, our entire beings. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Mark Ose. Mark is going to share a word of prayer with us at this time. Yes, Lord God, thank you so very, very much for this opportunity to serve you. And God, I thank you for um, the people who are on the air today and who uh, will be listening on the air today or as a podcast later. And God, I ask your blessings. Uh, I ask your Holy Spirit uh, to be present as we uh, do this broadcast and produce this broadcast today. God, we love you. We want to glorify you and magnify you, and we ask your help to do that today. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Mark. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're blessed to have as our co-host today, Jade Holofield. Lots of you have heard Jade before, and we're glad to have her with us today. Jade, if you'll take a moment now to kind of reintroduce yourself. There may be a few of our folks, or just a few okay. that may not know you. If you'll just reintroduce yourself, <laughs> Absolutely. please. Absolutely. Yes. Hello. It's such. It's always a joy to be here on the Hour of Intercession. Um, yeah, I'm Jade Hollyfield. I produce Aaron the Addisons, and I'm the conference coordinator for our Marriage Family Life Conference. Coming up which, in just a few days. Coming. Yeah, it is. And so you can it's registration's closed. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all got to try again next year, but we're really looking forward to seeing what the Lord does this year at the conference. So, All right. Well, thank you for taking the time yeah. out of your super busy schedule with all that you have to do to be on <laughs> with, because amongst other things, of course, by the grace of God, you're an evangelist as well, and it's always a privilege to have you to come on and share your heart as God has called you. So today, uh, Jade, we're looking specifically at the topic words that draw from John chapter 21, and very specifically, uh, the words at the end of verse uh, 19 that simply say, follow me. Mm -hmm. And you know, these are the words Jesus said, of course, he was speaking at this point in time to the apostle Peter, but he's speaking to the whole world as well. Follow me. And what a privilege it is for us to come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And then once we're saved, he, he bids every single one of us that same calling, 
Yeah. Come, follow me. Yeah. I, I, I like that you chose this passage because I was actually reading in Acts um, of when Paul came to Christ on the, the road of D- Damascus. And mm-hmm. I was reading that and I was just like, man, because, you know, this man was murdering saints. He was murdering children of God, not knowing himself that God has summoned him to be a child of God also. And, mm-hmm. I, and it just shows how the impulse to follow after God comes from God mm-hmm. and that I don't know if somebody in in Paul's family was possibly praying for him. I'm not sure. I wasn't there. But that it makes me think of those whom we all have family members who have yet to come to Christ. There's a responsibility that we have to pray right. for their salvation mm-hmm. so that they can follow after Christ. Because we all know, those of us in Christ, we know that there are such boundful benefits being a child of God and following after him. But it, it takes us denying ourselves and, mm. and, and acknowledging our sins. That's such an important reality. And I think of this, you know, Jade, in all of life, you know, the world is full of people. It's people that are busy. They're doing many things, involved in many goals and uh, endeavors in their lives. But, you know, in all of life, the most important thing is God and our relationship with God Mm -hmm. and our commitment to live for him because our whole purpose in this world is wrapped up in our relationship with God and our simply following him. It really is, Pastor Parker. Oh, my goodness. I was talking to my husband recently, <laughs> and I told him, we're, um, so I went to public schools. Whenever we have children, which if you're listening, pray for me and my husband to have kids, y'all. Hey. Um, we um, desire to homeschool our kids, but we were talking about how we know a few other homeschoolers, and one thing that I— it's all gonna tie in. One thing that I've, I've I've spoken with some moms about is they're like they don't they're they feel like they haven't prepared their children for the world because they're so sheltered. I say all that to say this. So my husband and I were talking, and I told him I said, "Man, when I was a kid, I got saved at a young age." I it, it is a it, it shows you when you come to Christ your desires truly change. I remember being that kid and I'm I'm boasting about God, not myself. Ephesians 2:9, I believe in that. Man cannot boast about salvation. Mm-hmm. Um I remember desiring the things of the Lord. I remember looking at kids crazy like you lie to your parents, you know? But it was only because of God because God's he, grace at work man, in your I'm heart. I'm telling life. you. So that's why I say to people like if you know somebody who have yet has yet to come to Christ Pray for them. Mm-hmm. Blessed is he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, for they shall be filled. There are times, even those of us in Christ, we have to pray for those desires. Mm-hmm. There is so much power in prayer, which we hear that. But if we were to really look at Christ's walk with God, remember, he was praying a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how much more? And and things happen when we pray. And so, anywho, I just thought about that. I was like, it's because of God that I desire to live for him. So if you're listening, you don't have that desire, pray and ask God to give it to you. Would you take time now to pray specifically for believers to have a passion to help, a passion to want to see people come to know Christ and a passion to get involved with doing what they can to be a vessel through which the Spirit of God can reach to draw people to himself? Yes, absolutely. Father God, I just come to you right now, Lord. I know the wretched sinner that I am, but I also know the beauty of Christ, my Savior. And Lord, I just ask right now, Lord, that you would stir within the hearts of those of us who have come, who have come to Christ, that we will remember where we once were before we came to him and allow that to be motivation and gasoline in our tank to, to desire to pray for those who have yet to come to you, Lord. Lord, 
I am so grateful that I do not have to live an eternity in hell. Lord, help that move us, Lord, to pray for those lost souls, to pray for that difficult person, to pray for that difficult family member whom we don't always want to be around. Change our hearts, Lord, to be more like Christ, to hunger after those individuals because we don't for and, and because we don't want to see them in hell. Lord, I thank you so much for the Holy Ghost who resides within us, who is our comforter and helper. And I ask that you would help us to call upon him. That's what he's there for. Lord, I thank you for your word, Lord. May we never, may we never not thirst for the things of you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to push away the distractions of the world. Help us to hunger for you and to pursue you. Help us to also acknowledge we're not going to always have the feelings, but we can still make movements towards you. And then the feelings will come because that's how you work. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jade. And Father, too, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, the privilege, the joy that we have of being vessels through which your spirit can work. What an honor and a privilege it is to know that you've saved us and made us brand new. Mm -hmm. And now you invite us to uh, live a life in cooperation with your precious and mighty Holy Spirit. To be vessels through which you can reach and draw people off the road to hell, onto the road to heaven and eternal life. Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of evangelism Mm. and discipleship in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, to passionately be involved in the wonderful work of being your vessels to draw people to you every day day of our lives. Help us to know, Lord, that there's great joy and great fulfillment and yes, great Lord, blessing in being involved to where we're, we're vessels through which your will can be accomplished mm-hmm. in this way. And Lord, help us to know, Lord, that you call us to be a people of compassion, yes, a people Lord, who Jesus. see the world is full of people that desperately need Jesus with all the trials, the challenges, the difficulties difficulties, the problems of life. Jesus is the answer to Mm -hmm. all of them. Lord, help us to never be believers who are content to see a world full of need and not do anything about it. Help us to know, Lord, that every day is a day for evangelism. Every day is a day for discipleship. Every day is a day to be a vessel through which your spirit can reach and show the love of Jesus Christ to a world that desperately needs to see Jesus and his love. We thank you and praise you for the privilege of being vessels such as that in Jesus' name. And Lord, help us to listen. Help us to know, Lord, that as we simply listen to you, You have so much work to be done, and you're desiring believers and children that will say, that will listen, and then will say, Yes, Lord, Mm -hmm. whatever you're calling us to do. Help us to live in a listening and an obedient mode all the time. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Yes. Come on, Pastor Parker. Praise the Lord. Praise (laughs) the Lord. You know, Jade, I think of this that. Uh, Well, you know, we're going to have to pick up on the other side, but (laughs) you're listening to the Hour of Intercession, and today we're looking at the topic, Follow Me, a command Jesus lays before us from the Gospel of John, chapter 28. We'll pick up there. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. So caught up that I couldn't find a way out. Find a 
Toby Mac with It's You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Radio. It's my privilege to have as our co-host today, Jade Holifield, and we're looking at the topic, Simply Follow Me, a command the Lord Jesus lays out before all believers everywhere. That's his command for all of us. Every day he simply calls us, once we come to know Christ, to simply follow him one day at a time. And, you know, Jade, it's very important that we as believers understand what does that mean to really follow Jesus? That's very important Come for on, to look at. Pastor Parker, and, and I'm going to tell you what's crossing my mind. First off, I love that jam by Toby Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, when the Lord was calling on Samuel. Samuel didn't know what to do. And he, he looked over at Eli, and Eli said, when you hear his voice say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. I think a lot of times one of the reasons why many believers struggle, me, myself, <laughs> is because— We have our own desires. There are desires within us that God places, but because we live in this fallen world and we are sinners, we sometimes like that's an inconvenience in my schedule, Lord. It's it's almost an it's an arrogance, and it's almost like we treat ourselves as if we're God, little God, of course. And so there has to be a surrendering of our desires, which can be a challenge, because honestly, I blame Adam at the end of the day. Well, you know, Jay, that's interesting that you put <laughs> it that way. But he wants us to follow him. But, but let's, let's look at that. The reality is following him is about listening to his word right. and his spirit and then just doing what he says. And Adam and Eve were doing great as long as they simply followed God's word. But when they disobeyed the word of God and disobeyed what God had clearly told them to do, that's when sin and all the trouble in the world came. And it's so important for us as believers to understand that once a person has come to know Christ as Lord and Savior, we're to become diligent, faithful students of Scripture because the Word of God is God's powerful microphone into our lives and into our world. The primary way whereby God speaks to us is by His Word. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a believer that say they love Jesus but they don't read and study the Bible— then, now, if they have a Bible and are able to read and study but don't, that's a big area. That's a major area of trouble. Yeah, Because absolutely. the fact is a big part of following Jesus is listening to him. And the primary way whereby we listen is by his word. By so if word we don't read it, then we're not hearing the voice of God like we need to. And the fact is the world is full of voices, lots of voices coming at us, television, Internet, uh, YouTube, Facebook. But the fact is the most important voice in all of the world is the voice of the Word of God. Come and on, it Pastor needs to Parker. become the loudest voice in our lives. And that only happens, like you said, through the Word of God. There's this verse. you got Through the Word of God in prayer, not a verse, excuse me, a quote. Kevin D. Young, he's a minister of the gospel. He says, to start the day without prayer is to suggest the devil is feeble, God is irrelevant, and we can handle things on our own. Mm. And that's why I say there's an arrogance when we are 
not getting in the word and not praying and inquiring of the Lord, how should I roll today, Lord? How should I function? You know, Jay, that's such a powerful point that you made there. You 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 use the word arrogance. Well, the reality is all sin is pride, and basically all sin is basically saying, God, I'm smart enough without you. Ooh, pass the pride. It's like basically saying, God, I know what to do. I don't really need your My counsel. My Lord, forgive us. Now, many believers would say, oh, I'd never say that. Well, we don't have to say it with our words. Come on. We say it with our actions. Pastor Parker. No. I'm sorry. I'm taking And this is, the, this is the thing. So I was speaking to a mom the other day. I loved speaking to this lady. She is so transparent about her kids. You know, there are some parents who think their kids are just phenomenal and amazing. Mm-hmm. Man, stop lying and sending your children to hell. You better be honest. And I also believe as parents, I'm a step-parent, but I'm honest with my kid about my sins. Not all of them. She don't need to know all of them. But I let, she see, you know what I mean? And she Mm -hmm. sees me repent. We need to show people, our children, our loved ones, hey, I need Christ. Mm -hmm. I need him. I need him to help me with my thought life. I need him to help me to speak in love when my mother-in-law just says something that she shouldn't have said. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, this is an example, even though she has. (laughs) But my point, we need him. And we need to demonstrate that by not... Coming off like we got it all together. I Mm -hmm. don't. I'm like Paul. I am weak. God is strong when I'm in my week. I boast about it now. And Mm -hmm. I and I will say I have to catch myself because I could really boast about my weaknesses because I am legit. I can't I cannot coordinate a conference of over two thousand people without the help of the Holy Ghost. And I can't do it if I act like I got all the answers. I'm constantly like, Holy Ghost, help me, help me. My point is, we because I'm this is part of me following after Christ. Mm-hmm. Is me admitting my sins, my shortcomings, and legit saying, Help me, Jesus. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be humble, people. He wants us to be humble. And, you know, again, going back to the whole matter behind this, again, all sin is pride and humility here, too. It's something to really think about this. Lots of believers don't really understand what real humility is. Humility is not walking around looking like a whip puppy, looking down. Okay. Humility is submission to the word and the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. The most humble person that ever walked the earth was Jesus Christ. He fully submitted to the word and the spirit of God. Yes. And that's what we're called to do, to humbly, simply submit to the word and the spirit of God. And the more we mature spiritually— the more the Word of God becomes the priority in our lives that it needs to be. Come on. And the more, the more, uh, the more we grow in, in our maturity, the more following the Holy Spirit becomes a major part yes. of our life as well. Listening Come on. and obeying the Holy Spirit. And then I, I truly believe that you'll have confidence in Christ. I once had confidence in myself because I was doing it all, you know, in my own strength, which, of course, it always— plummet. But the moment that we have that mindset of seeking after the Lord, leaning on the Holy Ghost, what happens is, and and being humble, admitting, Mm -hmm. hey, I am weak, I'm horrible. But then we see what Christ did. Mm -hmm. And what he did on the cross, he gave me a new position in, 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 in new position in Christ. Now I have access to the Father, and it's something about you walk differently. It's not Mm -hmm. an arrogance. It's more of I'm confident because I got Christ. Christ Mm -hmm. gave me access. Christ is helping me in in every aspect of my life. Um, But So it really takes... But in order to have that perspective, you got to get into the word of God. You got to chew on it. You're not. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there's just no way you're going to make it if you're not getting in the word. Stop making excuses. You know, in looking at John 21, it's a powerful, powerful lesson about following Christ. And, it, and interesting, even the way it opens up, it opens up. A number of the disciples are by the Sea of Tiberias. 
Apparently, they get hungry, and, and Peter decides, well, I'm going to go fishing, and several of them decide, well, we're going with you. They go out and fish, catch nothing all night, as they normally would, mm. fish all night, catch nothing. Mm. Now, keep in mind, they're just doing what they do. Uh, Peter was a professional fisherman. A number of the others were. They didn't catch a thing. But then the next morning, someone's on shore. They don't know who it is. They call out and they say to them, children, have you any food? I notice they call them children. The person calls them children. Now, uh, they I, I recall as a child sometimes when uh, you'd call referred to a young man as a boy, sometimes they'd say, who are you calling boy? Because they didn't want to be referred to as a child, as, a, as, a, a, as overly young. Well, the reality is... These men might have been a little bit insulted, thought, who is this calling us children? But I think one of the messages was Jesus saying, you're acting like children. Children, do you have any food? Then he tells them, throw their net on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. And again, they're, thinking, they're probably thinking to themselves, now who is this trying to tell us how to fish? We're, we're professionals. We know how to fish. Mm-hmm. Haven't caught anything, but we're professionals, you know. And they decide, I guess they decide, well, might as well. I hadn't caught anything. They throw it overboard, catch a boatload of fish, and then all of a sudden they realize this is Jesus. Now, remember, it was Jesus all the time, but they didn't realize it was Jesus until they saw the miraculous catch of fish. Well, the fact is, even from the beginning, they start out following Peter and accomplish nothing. Ooh. But when they follow Jesus, <laughs> they immediately accomplish their goal. Mm. And so they catch a boatload of fish, and then they come to shore. And even there, remember, uh, probably they're hungry to begin with. When they get there, Jesus has already cooked breakfast, probably the best fish dinner they'd <laughs> ever had. But when they get there to shore, note, Jesus already has breakfast finished. He doesn't need the fish they caught. Now, they could come and add to it. But he tells them, come and eat breakfast. That's good. Now, I like to look at the way the King James says it. In King James, it says, come and dine. Now, Jesus is inviting them to come and eat breakfast, the the fish that that he's prepared. But more than that, he's saying, come and dine on my word. Every day, God calls us to dine on his word because his word is the mind and the will of God. That's how we follow God, by listening to the word and the mind and the will of God and his word. And every day Jesus' invitation to us is come and dine. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say come and nibble, come and snack. He says come and dine. We need to dine on the word every single day, to feast on the word, because that's how we listen to the voice, the counsel, the guidance of God. And in turn, we then follow him. Mm -hmm. Whatever it tells us to do we begin to do just that. Mm -hmm. Obedience is so important. But then the passage goes on. Jesus helps Peter out. Peter is not too long before this, coming up to Christ's crucifixion, has denied Jesus three times. And Jesus in his grace is now restoring Peter. He kind of pulls Peter aside, you might say, and he asks Simon Peter the question, Simon Peter, Simon son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? Peter's response, yes, Lord. You know that I love you? He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now here too, and again, another lesson about following Jesus. If we If we genuinely love the Lord, We're going to do what he says. And part of that is a part of following Jesus is loving his people. 
Jesus desperately loves people. Yeah. To God, people are precious. Yeah. That's why it's so sad when people, they think, I don't like people like this. I don't like people this color, this way, this action. I don't like this person. That, Say that, Pastor. Those are people Jesus died for, mm-hmm. and they're precious to him. So who am I to think, well, I don't like him or her because such and such. Mm-hmm. I don't have a good reason to not love people because God desperately That's loves That's demonic. Them. You're the devil. That's the way mm-hmm. I see it, if you have that mindset. I, and, I, and, you know, if we're being completely 100, Pastor Park, you know I like even 100. There are people where their personalities may be a challenge. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's that's true, and that's where we just need to trust Jesus. Trust the Lord. Because the reality is even the most difficult people in the world, Jesus died for them he too. He did. He did. And Pastor Parker, I tell I, I've said to my husband about you, I said, Man, Pastor Parker, he's he's he represents Christ so well. I need help. I want to be like this in this area like Pastor Parker. But I will say this. I said, I one time told my husband, I said, There's so many personalities in the body of Christ, and some of them I struggle with. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to lean on the Holy Spirit to ask him to help you. And he'll what he'll do, he'll not only ch- um change your perspective, but change your heart towards that person. And I I can attest, like, there have been individuals where I wasn't that fond of. But the moment that I took them before the Lord, the Lord helped me to see them the way he saw them. So that's what, again, another opportunity of prayer. We have to see our challenges in life, even following after him as this is an opportunity of prayer for me to pray and ask the Lord, help me, change me in this area. That is so true. And, you know, Jade, I think it's helpful for us to think of it along this line that you take your— a parent with several small children, okay? The parent knows their children are all different, but the parent desperately loves their children. Mm-hmm. Every parent, their children are in their heart. And typically, you know, and, and I'm speaking, you know, just kind of on average though, but in most situations, if you want to get, if you want to make that parent upset, do their child wrong. Ooh, on the other hand, <laughs> If you want to if you want to get on that parent's good side, bless their children. Mm-hmm. Do something very nice and thoughtful toward their children because their children are in their heart. God's children are in his heart. He loves all of them. And they're all precious to him. Even the person that may seem like the most ornery person in the world, that's one of God's creations and he wants them in heaven with yeah, him. Absolutely. And so my heart should be to grow and mature to the place where I'm a vessel through which God can reach unsaved people wherever I go. Mm-hmm. Because every person you meet is somebody Jesus wants them in heaven with him. Mm. He wants them in heaven to spend eternity with him. Jesus wants everybody to be saved. Yeah. So the whole idea of us being involved in this work of helping to draw them off the road to hell onto the road to heaven is so important. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And we should pray, Father, thank you for the opportunity us to be vessels through which your spirit can work mightily. Lord, you love people so much so that we don't comprehend how much you love people. We don't grasp how important it is that we're about your business so that you can accomplish your will through us every Mm. single day. Lord, stir us to be a people that passionately desire to follow you so that we can simply listen to you and obey you and be an instrument through which your will can be done through every single day. Father, help us to live in a listening mode to where your spirit is speaking to us and we're listening all the time. Help us to live in an an obedient mode, knowing, Lord, that as you tell us to do something, our job is simply to say, yes, Lord, whatever you're calling us to do. Mm -hmm. And help us to live 
in a faith mode, knowing that if you've told us to do it in your power, we can do it. Mm -hmm. Help us to not make excuses as to why we can't, but help us to say, yes, Lord, whatever it is. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. My co-host today is Jade Holofield, and we're looking at the topic, the command from Jesus, simply follow me. We'll be right back. for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. My co-host today is Jade Holyfield. You're taking we're me looking... in, Pastor Parker. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. You're taking me in. Uh, some good Fred Hammond, yes. praise the Lord. Ooh, All Lord. right. Uh, again, we're looking at the topic, Follow Me, and and further looking at John chapter 21. The last pa- part of the passage, it too, Jade, is very powerful to think of this. After Jesus has finished, you might say, more, more or less reinstating Peter, uh, he's let Peter know that if we genuinely love the Lord, we're going to love his people. If we genuinely love His love the Lord, we're going to be vessels through which he can reach and minister to his people. We're going to share the gospel. We're going to help disciple them. We're going to love people. We're going to help them meet their needs. Jesus loves people tremendously. You know, in verse 19, verse 19 says, This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. And, then, and when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. And in the balance of the passage, all the way from from verse 18 to uh, verse 25, the rest of the passage, Jesus mentions the word follow or follow me or a phrase related at least three times. Okay, he mentions it in verse uh, 19. He says, follow me. Then verse 20 says, then Peter turning around saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following following who had also leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? In other words, Jesus has pulled Peter aside and talked to him. But when they turn around, they notice the apostle John is following close behind. Now, there's some some very powerful insights and powerful truths behind that because of all the disciples, John is known as the beloved disciple. And the reason for that is John was closer to Jesus than any of the rest of the disciples. Now, I think some believers might think, well, that sounds like favoritism to me. Well, now, keep in mind, I really believe one of the reasons he's referred to as the beloved disciple is because he stayed closer than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And Jesus calls all of us to stay close, follow him closely, because that's how God uses us most effectively and fruitfully when we stay close. Mm -hmm. John is the only one of the 12 disciples that was with Jesus at the cross. Now, all the other men disciples, now, a lot of the women were there. But to be quite honest, John was the only male disciple that was there at the cross. And Jesus entrusted his mother to John. He was available. And God used him to perform, a, to carry out a very important task, take care of my mother. Yeah. You know? yeah. But also, the fact is, 
John was God's vessel through which, uh, again, here now, keep in mind a, a truth here is like even when Jesus is having a kind of a private conversation with Peter, it wasn't really private because, you know, the whole world knows about <laughs> it now, but he pulls Peter aside. And even then, John decides, I'm going to stay close. I'm going to be not, I won't be far behind. Why? Because John just wanted to stay close. Yeah. And yeah. Jesus liked that because Jesus knew as long as you stay close, then I'll get to use you and I'll get more mm. done through you as well. Mm. And so Peter turns around and asks him, what about him? And Jesus graciously corrects Peter. Peter, don't worry about him. You just do. You just follow me. Come on. And I it's like important. how you're breaking this down, Pastor Parker. And, and it's powerful to note, too. And the thing is, sometimes people can get... People can become too nosy about other people's lives. Our job is to follow Jesus. Yes, sir. Pray for those other people. Encourage them. But ultimately, you're responsible to follow Jesus for yourself. Mm. We can't follow Jesus for anybody else. We can pray for them and encourage them. But we're to follow Jesus for For ourselves. ourselves. So Jesus very graciously lets them know, (laughs) don't worry about him. You follow me. And so, and a powerful truth about John is that you know, all the uh, other uh, uh, apostles died a martyr's death, but John. And Scripture doesn't tell us, but tradition lets us know that John, they attempted to kill John. They tried to boil him in oil, and they, he wouldn't boil, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they send him to the Isle of Patmos. They probably think to themselves, well, uh, John's staying, he's staying close to Jesus, and he wants to be used by the Lord, but we'll fix him. We'll send him off to the Isle of Patmos, and he won't be able to preach to anybody. He'll be isolated. He won't be able to do anything. Well, don't, don't tell God that, because as long as you stay close to God, God will use you no matter what. John chapter 15 draws that out. Abide in him, and you will be fruitful. John gets to the Isle of Patmos, and God gives the world the book of Revelation through John even on the Isle of Patmos. Why? Because John stayed close. As long as you stay close to Jesus, you're going to be fruitful. Yeah. As long as we stay close, God will use us and he'll get his work done through us. Mm -hmm. Man, Pastor Parker, that was good. I'm like, I can't add anything to that. That was so powerful. You're right. Follow him. Follow him. And, And John 21 is a wonderful passage for believers to read and meditate on over and over again yeah, because there's so passage. there's so much more in there than I think any of us realize. Mm. There are many life lessons and all of them sort of center around the topic of following Jesus yeah. in one way or another. All of us are called to follow him closely. I think John also I used to always say, I used to say John he thought he was all that the the one whom Christ loved, you know. But uh <laughs> I I loved his confidence in his in his position with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I think that John was very humble and he knew that he needed Christ to think, to see, to walk, to talk, to move, to listen. We need him for everything. Uh, back then, maybe it was putting on his sandals. Me is putting him on my heels or tying my tennis shoe laces. Like, I need his help in all of these things. Putting on my glasses. Like, I need him. In him do I live and move and have our being, as it says in Acts 17. That's I think right. John knew just how much he needed him. And I, I believe that the the other disciples did, but it may took them a little bit slower. I mean, you know, we all know what Peter did, you know, and um, mm-hmm. but anyway, but I, I, that's what I think about that. I think that's why John was just so close. He had surrendered literally everything and he knew his need for Christ mm-hmm. to function in this life. And that's just a wise place for us to grow to, Jade. And I think of this, that it's 
as you alluded to earlier, it's important for us to understand the only person that's arrived is Jesus. That's it. All the rest of us need to pray for each other, encourage each other, yeah. and uh, just try try to be good exam- good examples before one another. And now, yeah. I think of this too. Uh, another powerful truth I want to touch on before we run out of time is the book of Jonah, and we're not going to read it, obviously, for time reasons, but Jonah's only four chapters, but it's a powerful instance where— I like where, Jonah. And, and you, really, something that sometimes people— uh, they may sort of look down on Jonah because he didn't obey God right away. Mm-hmm. But one thing you know is in the book of Jonah, the chapter one, we know God calls Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh to preach. Mm-hmm. And Jonah disobeys initially. And he rises up and he hurries to, to flee to Tarshish from, Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Now, keep in mind, as we were talking about earlier, remember, all sin is pride. It's it's base. It's more or less saying, God, I know better what I need to do than than you. Yeah. And so Jonah, in his pride, disobeyed God. Why he didn't like the Ninevites, he didn't like them. He wanted to see them get zapped, you yeah. know. And so he didn't want to go preach to them. And see, one thing that was true about Jonah is Jonah has a mighty anointing on him. Yeah. What other prophet in all of Scripture do you find that goes and preaches and basically a whole city repents from their preaching? So Jonah had a mighty anointing on him, and God had a big investment in him. And, you know, God has a big investment in all of us. Mm-hmm. He places an anointing and a calling upon all of, our, all of our lives. That's why he looks for obedience from all of us, yeah. because our calling is much more important than any of us grasp. Jonah wants to disobey. He doesn't want to preach to them. He gets on a ship, headed <laughs> to Tarshish, trying to get away from the presence of the Lord. God sends out uh, uh, a big wind that catches them and a storm. And the sailors come to realize the storm is because of Jonah. And under Jonah's advice, they they, they toss him overboard. He gets swallowed by a big fish. And God, in his grace, gives Jonah another chance. He lets him stay in the fish's belly three Mm. days and three nights. And then the fish vomits him on shore. And then remember what God basically directs Jonah to do? Same thing he told him before, go preach to Nineveh. Come on. Jonah didn't have to go through all that turmoil. He didn't have to go through the storm, didn't have to get swallowed by a big fish, didn't have to go through all that stuff if he had just obeyed. Mm. And many people are dealing with storms today because they're in disobedience. They're not doing things God clearly has called them to do. Life is full of storms in the lives of those who refuse to obey and live for the Lord. Lots of big fish we can avoid in life if we just obey Mm -hmm. and do what the Lord has called us to do. Well, so Jonah, this time he obeys God in chapter 3 where he preaches to Nineveh. And by the grace of God, the city repents. Basically, the city and the king, they repent. And God in his mercy doesn't destroy Nineveh at that point. And then the final chapter, we find Jonah, he's still hoping that Nineveh gets zapped. He's still hoping they'll still, you know, get it. And so he goes off and kind of sets up in a certain place to kind of watch the fireworks, hopefully hoping that they will get zapped. <laughs> but he does come to realize God has shown mercy on them and they've repented. And the chapter ends when it still sounds like Jonah sort of, you know, Jonah did obey, but it sounds like he still has a bad attitude. Yeah. But the last part of the chapter is so, so powerful. Starting at verse 9, it says, Then God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, It is right for me to be angry even to death. But the Lord said, You've had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which 
are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock. Now, amongst other things, one very powerful point, Jade, to look at in this chapter in the book of Jonah is, again, God desperately loves people. Yeah. People are precious to him. And he's trying to help Jonah to come to see with his eyes. Mm -hmm. These aren't a bunch of enemies to God. These are people that God wants to end up in heaven with him. He loves them desperately. Yeah. And he wants Jonah to grow to the place where he realize, he gets, he by God's grace, gets over uh, his, his thoughts negatively towards the people of Nineveh and come to realize they're precious to him. Yeah. He wants and, Jonah to get over himself. <laughs> exactly. Jonah's too caught yeah. up in his feelings and his yeah. flesh, but he didn't realize God loves people. I they're love, precious to him. I, I like how the scriptures show Jonah as a human. Mm-hmm. And it's, he's relatable. Because I remember when I was at Ramah, I never knew this, but they told us how the reason why Jonah was like that about Nineveh, because the people of Nineveh had killed his people, mm-hmm. many of his people. And it took my perspective. I was like, whoa, no wonder he was tripping the whole time, you know. But I, I, I love that God did not give up on Jonah. Mm-hmm. Pray. I love that Jonah, apparently it shows also Jonah, people need to give Jonah some slack. He mm-hmm. still obeyed God. Now, he his did. willingness wasn't there, but he mm-hmm. still obeyed. But I love that God still was like, I still got to change this in his heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened next. It made me think about Abraham, you know, when God wanted Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And I think the reason why was because Abraham had waited so many, many years to have a child. He finally had him. And I think Abraham probably was idolizing his kid a bit. And mm-hmm. God had to get his heart back right. So the Lord obviously was still pursuing after Jonah. Even though Jonah was underneath that plant angry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't look bad upon, upon him for that. Because um, it to me, it shows the struggle of the flesh and how we have to really lean upon the Lord. But it also shows God's love towards Jonah. That's true. And the, the That's Nineveh, true. but also Jonah. Like, Jonah, I still love you. I'm still here. I'm still here to help you, brother. Son, mm-hmm. son, excuse me. Right, right. Well, our time is just about gone. But before we end, as we normally do, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to get saved. Yeah. If you'd like to pray and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, receive Christ so that you can spend all eternity with the Lord, God desperately wants you in heaven with him too. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person you want me to be. You told us in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to live all of the rest of my life for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Well, if you just prayed that prayer, please email me. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that will help you to begin to grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We'd like to get it into your hands. Again, the email, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Jade, thanks so much once again for being with us today. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Always a privilege to have you on. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. Please pray much for the Ministry of the American Family Association, the Ministry of American Family Radio, and the Hour of Intercession. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.